Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've bitten a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, traders and investors. Welcome to Thursday's edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. I'm your co-host, Joel Elkanen, along with Dennis Dick. We have Spencer Israel on a much-needed vacation. We got a lot to cover in today's show. We're going to be dealing with a down open for the first time in a long time. We'll talk about some sector rotation and will it? how long will it last. Crude, two-day move lower, moving away from that $43 level. Gold losing its luster. Uh, Tesla, there's a stake cut and the uh, offering weighing on that issue today. Uh, initial jobless claims may uh, shake things up uh, during the show. Friday's jobs number. Uh, KSU, uh, the rumored buyout, is on the way. We got some positive drug news from uh, Novavax. And what do you know? We got another SPAC to discuss. We got earnings. Our guest today, and what an excellent day to have Eric Kroll on, managing and founder at Kroll Assam Management and the co-author of The Life Cycle Trade. Uh, let's take a quick look here at what's going on in today's markets. As I mentioned, the S&Ps are trading in the red here. Uh, we kissed yesterday's high at 35.87, our pre-market high, 35.86.50. Uh, just off the pre-market low at 35.61, down 15 handles. You have crude uh, two-day move here, trading in the red by 67 cents. Uh, moving in on that $40 level, which we haven't seen in a long time. Gold in the red by $6 at 938.80. Gold bugs under pressure here. Low of the move for that is under 1900. Silver down about the same amount, down 12 cents at 27.27. And Bitcoin down $215, moving in on 11,000 again at 11,245. Triple D. How you doing? What are you seeing out there in the after hours and pre-market trading? Rotation station continues here. And, uh, you know, we're talking about, you know, doing some extra stuff, you know, maybe looking, you know, at different types of shows and stuff. Um, if we could do something and we may do it eventually where we do something else um, to talk about the action and the rotation because the rotation all happened at 930. And it kind of sucks that obviously the show ends at nine o'clock. And, you know, we're seeing a certain market at 9 o'clock. A lot of times, everything changes at 9.30. And it all changed right on the opening tick. Uh, pretty much, you know, pretty much yesterday, um, there was a lot of stocks that were trading higher. And a lot of those stocks opened at the exact high and went straight down. I mean, maybe no better example than DocuSign. It just got silly. And we talked about, you know, eventually there being a pullback here in tech because it was getting silly. Uh, we didn't know we we're going to ride the wave until we, you know, until the wave stops. A wave came crashing down hard in the first 10 minutes of trading yesterday. And that continues here this morning. So DocuSign, like we talked about, went from 215, opens up at 290, like $290 um, on the Zoom earnings. They haven't even reported. They're due to report tonight, but they haven't even reported yet. So, you know, here is investors slapping in 70 more points, basically a 30% run in a stock in two days because the uh, Zoom was doing well. So, I mean, you think about all this and you think, okay, you know, do, we, do you chase, do you not chase, do you buy the pullback and all these tech stocks that are pulling back here this morning? I mean, now you do have a significant pullback. So if there was something on your list that you liked, you are getting an opportunity in some of these tech stocks. I mean, let's just go to Tesla too, Joel. Tesla opened basically at the high tick yesterday, straight down all day. Tesla was the tell, though, because it was weak the day before. And we've been saying Tesla's going to lead this. Tesla was the leader the day before, and nobody paid attention. When Tesla lost another 70 points yesterday, everybody started paying attention. And they started selling all of the leaders and buying all the laggards. What well, did I do? Did it, yeah, just real quickly, though, yeah. man. Spoos didn't care. No, nope, because nope. you know why? And this is all under the radar because what they do is they rotate into other stocks. So when I saw that rotation, I was like, I know how this game plays because I've seen this game played out a lot of times. 
I bought Boeing. I bought, these are all swing trades, not long-term investments because I'm not confident in Boeing, but all it's short-term trades. I bought Boeing. I bought American Airlines. I bought General Motors. I was picking on, you know, the stocks that I have right now. I have the banks, a Bank America, Wells Fargo, Citigroup. Um, you know, you just go through the list. It's all, I'm looking at what I'm long right now and it's all the laggards, all the trash that's, you know, been underperforming because that stocks started to come back into favor yesterday morning. You were still seeing that trade continue here this morning. Banks had a great day yesterday. They're having a great morning here as well. S&Ps are down 12 handles. Don't let the banks know that. Bank of America trading up 1.2%. Wells Fargo trading up in the green. Citigroup's trading up 0.58%. Full disclosure, I have all those long in the short-term day trading portfolio because the rotation um, was obvious yesterday and it, felt it was following through last night and it was, it was likely to follow through today as well. That's why you know, I positioned myself last night buying some of the laggards obviously, um, because that's where the rotation, you've got to follow the rotation. If you can get ahead of it, there's a lot of money to be made. And um, I think a couple of other factors here before we get to some earnings. Uh, what do you got on Friday? What, what do you got uh, later on today? What big note? What do you got on Friday, Dad Triple D? You should know. What do we have? Friday jobs, at 8.30. Jobs, jobs. Right, right. And you know, it's going to be horrible, right? I mean, with everything that's going on. And so far, the market's just like, well, it hasn't been as bad as expected in the market rallied. So if there is an excuse to take some chips off the table, I, I think it would be, you know, in today's session, um, you're 20-some points off the pre-market high, but, you know, parking some money. Now, the big question remains is how bad is the jobs number going to be? How are the market actually going to react? And are they just renting these stocks? Are they renting Bank America for a, for a day or two or Citigroup? Or, uh, yeah. One thing helping the banking sector, and we can cover this. I guess we could cover it right now. Um, JP Morgan did get an upgrade from Deutsche Bank. So a little and so did Bank of America. So did Bank of America. So uh, there is some catalyst for those stocks. So, it, you know, and, and I think Triple D, I think this is one of your you know, really good qualities that unfortunately haven't picked up is like when the market's going down, not everything's going down, right? And not in this rotate. market. Not in this market. Correct? Only in March was that the case. Right. <laughs> when we were in crisis mode, everything was going down in March. So not in this case. So yeah, so being able to identify that rotation, I, I saw, you know, the sell-off happening in Tesla. I said, I've been talking about Tesla's your leader. Tesla's your leader. It was your leader. And all the tech started to roll over and that was the tip-off that, hey, We've seen this game played for the last three months multiple times. It never seems to last more than a day. So like you were saying, renting these trades, that's all I'm doing here. Doug Castle always says that a little rental on the long side on these, not investing in these companies because obviously a lot of these companies are still dogs, but every dog has its day. And yesterday was that day for a lot of these value names. And it's continuing a little bit here this morning. Now, again, we have seen this play out so Many times. Andrew, thanks for the 20 bucks. Huge, buddy. Thank you. But anyways, we've seen this game play out so many times before. It often happens on day two, which is today, day two of the rotation. After the open, they start to come back and buy tech names. So I would say if you start to see Tesla, leave Tesla on your screen. But Tesla opens and let's say it flushes them under 400 because that's just what it likes to do. You know, it flushes, maybe it comes down, it's 416, maybe get the opening flush. And then it comes back up through the opening. You know, that same trade that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago that you always taught me. You know, where the stock opens, maybe it flushes out and then it comes back up through that opening. That's when you strike. Not trying to catch the falling knife, but actually trying to buy it when the momentum turns. So I am eyeing some of these tech names too. Don't kid yourself here. Looking at, you know, the pullbacks thinking, well, the money's probably going to come back into this. It probably is. It has worked time and time and time again to buy the dip in tech. So the idea is timing it just perfectly because you might have thought the Tesla dip was yesterday when it got down to 470 and now it's 416 and you're like, holy, that did not work. Well, it, it can work. You just got to time it correctly and you want to get the momentum when it starts to turn, not trying to catch the falling knife. Right now, you're still trying to catch the falling knife. But let's see, you know, the scenario could set up. Maybe Tesla opens 415, maybe it flushes down to like 399, gets back up over 415. That's where it's interesting. If it opens up 415, goes under 400 and keeps going down, you don't buy it. It's still falling. It's still a falling knife. Wait till you have the momentum on your side if you're eyeing some of these tech names. And I am eyeing some of these tech names, but I'm going to wait until the tech momentum 
starts to show some life because right now it's blood in the streets for anybody who was chasing those stocks yesterday. And, uh, you know, you're still above yesterday's low, which is 405.12, so you can keep an eye on that. Someone has a little opinion here at 410. This is only basis the 15-minute uh, pre-market and after-hour chart. So, you know, maybe someone, you know, had a little a piece up at 440, 50. They said, I'm taking it off at 410. Um, that uh, 405.12, and then you, nothing really at 400. But if you're looking for another landing spot under 400, I would split the lows from the 24th and 25th at 85 and a half and 93.60. So we can't even, we can start figuring some retracements here. But uh, I sure hope uh, uh, that discussion we had with Raz, I don't know if he's listening. And I hope we talked about this stock yesterday. I, had, I hope he put his uh, some words into action. Because what stock he, was that? Tesla. Tesla. Oh. He was getting a little nervous above it. Yeah, he was talking about hedging. And, yeah, you know, we've talked about. And, and we've talked about different ways to hedge your position. You know, you, you, sometimes, you know, there is ways, and, you know, I can discuss this on the show, um, of creating a synthetic short. And what that means is you're long a stock. Let's just say, you know, you're long Tesla, and, and Jason has been long Tesla since like $30. He doesn't want to sell him and, and, and at four forty seven and, you know, take a huge, you know, capital gain that he's got to pay on. You know, obviously the whole thing is taxed. Same thing with my MasterCard. I've talked about that before. I bought MasterCard. I'm averaging at $11. It's 360 So if I sell that stock, the entire gain is going to be taxed. It's a huge gain. So um, if you're nervous about the market and you want to try to do the market timing, you can, you know, easily just buy puts to hedge yourself. You could also create what is called a synthetic short. And what a synthetic short is done with the options is you actually go to the strikes. So we could say Tesla closed to 447. Let's, you know, it's 417, but let's not talk about the pre-market action. If you look at the option chain, and let's say you want to head yourself out to like November, I don't have it open in front of me. You would, if you want to create a synthetic short, what you do is you buy, um, you, you sell the call and you buy the put at the exact same strike price. And what that does is it creates you a synthetic short because what will happen is um, you're obviously you're long your stock. It's actually a net neutral position when you buy the call and sell to put the same strike because it's and, and if you look in the option premiums should pretty much net themselves out. You'll have some spread to pay and there's a little bit of slippage obviously within that spread, but that's what's called a synthetic short. And you can put that on temporarily to hedge yourself and not trigger the capital gain. But I mean, you know, that's all market timing. So, you know, obviously if you're timing it wrong, you know, it's not going to help you. So, you know, if you're doing it today and you're putting on your hedge today, I mean, this is the equivalent of selling the dip. So, you know, we've already said buy the dip. So I think if you're trying to hedge your Tesla now, after it just fell a hundred points, it's kind of a little bit late to the party. Ah, I mean, it depends. I mean, this thing, I mean, in reality, could this thing go back to 300? I don't know where it started out from its, uh, its split run. I don't think it was quite at 300, but, uh, you know, we'll see. There's always retracements. Nothing goes straight down. Nothing goes straight up. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. But uh, that's a very, very interesting observation. A, a here. synthetic short is a neutral position. Once you own the stock, sell the call, buy the put, you are net neutral. So it's like not owning the stock. So it's like you sold the stock. So you won't be participating in it whatsoever. If you know the stock falls fifty dollars, your equity would fall fifty. The options combo would rise fifty. So it's a net neutral position. It's the only reason to ever do that is because you don't want to trigger the big capital gain. Okay, uh, let's move on. Uh, we did have some earnings, and we had some earnings after the close. Uh, let's start here uh, with Rocket. Uh, Pre-announced that they are going to beat, and they did beat. Uh, street estimates at eighty-eight cents uh, came in at a buck forty-four. Oh, well, that's they make a, money. Yeah, making some money. Money. And uh, <laughs> the revenue estimates. Uh, street was at three point seven five. And they came in at five point oh three seven billion. Yeah. Now, and now you're seeing red, Triple D. What's with that? Well, and this was already known, and that's what you know. Maybe the algos didn't account for obviously when they bought the stock up on the initial um, numbers because we've talked about this. They pre-announced a couple of weeks ago. I talked about going long into the report because we know they're going to beat because they already pre-announced it. So they're going to be, unless all these analysts you know, upped it for the pre-announced numbers, they're likely to beat here. So I actually did go long into the report. 
And I had the whole idea that I'm going to sell into the algo bounce right into the number, have my order out there waiting. So I bought the clothes at 31.31. I didn't even have to wait for the number. They bought this thing up to $33 before it reported. You can see the little black bar if you look last night. Before it actually reported, it reported about five minutes after the bell. I was able to get out of it three minutes after the bell at 32.70. So I made a buck 40 just holding. So I was like, huh? why even? I, I won't even bother taking it through the report. I'm like, I'll just sell it right now because I'm already up a buck 40 and I was going for, you know, that's what I was kind of going for, a quick pop in it because I anticipated that I was going to pop on the initial number. It did pop on the initial number. It stayed green for a little bit, but then it rolled over. And, you know, what the, the main thing is, it's, you know, tech has it, it, the sentiment turned yesterday. So they're reporting on the worst possible day. They were pounding everything on good earnings. It didn't matter. CrowdStrike will go to next. And they got pounded. Um, so this report was excellent. The numbers were excellent. They are victim of reporting on the wrong day because sentiment completely turned to Momo names. And this is a Momo name. Would I buy the pullback and rocket? I think so. Um, again, I'm going to wait till it stops going down and turns. And we've seen this before. You know, it seems like, you know, when these companies have good earnings, they just don't bounce back at me. You got some pain in there, but it's on the watch list. I don't know if I'm going to buy it on day one. But I would like to be back in Rocket. If you're buying at 28 and a quarter, do you make money eventually? Probably. But let's see where this, you know, let's let the dust settle here. You know, it just got, we just had impact. That thing's down 10%. Let's let the dust settle and see, you know, if this thing can stop going down first before we get all excited and try to catch the falling neck. Yeah, we're down 10%, uh, $3.09 and 28.22. Um, I'll, uh, I'll pass on uh, technical comments on Rocket. Let's move on to CrowdStrike, and uh, that is trading in the red too. Uh, this report, it was a beat as well. Street estimates were at a penny. Uh, they came to lose a penny. They made three cents. Uh, they did okay on revenue too. Estimates yeah. were at one eighty-eight point five million. They beat. They don't make nearly as much money as as uh, Rocket. Some of these other companies. Revenue came in at one hundred and ninety-nine million. Let's call it. And uh, once again, uh, the Zoom boost uh, turned into a Zoom bust. And again, it's just too much, you know, good news baked in. This report was fine, but it wasn't fine when you consider the stock went from 120 up to 153 in two days on no news just because Zoom and they figured everything, you know, that's, you know, tech, you know, growth tech, stay at home tech, whatever you want to call it, cloud names. They were just buying them all. So they just got too excited. What's interesting about CrowdStrike is you're now giving back the entire gain from the last two days and you're coming back to the point of where you broke out from. So does it find support at 120? Um, I haven't seen what it's been doing after hours, but I would think that would be the natural bounce level. Now, again, you know, I don't want to catch the falling knife. So if it, you know, opens at 125, tanks down at 120, continues to go down, I don't want to execute. But if it can find some life, I do think 120 could be a potential bounce area just from a technical basis. Uh, it's got some more to, uh, room to go on the downside here. Yeah, why it's, not? It, why yeah, not go to I mean, Come on. I mean, it's uh, – uh, let me uh, let me change the 60-minute chart here as well. It's still just uh, leaking. There's yeah, no, it's leaking. no sign of stopping going down. Yet. Yeah, you know, no one's saying, hey, you know, let's back up the truck here at 127. I know yeah. I'm bringing it in. At least basis is 15-minute chart. Now, of course, there's uh, people with options are going to be doing different positions. Yeah. Uh, I don't like – I'd rather sell a bounce up to 130. You had a pair of lows in that area. I'd be more comfortable. Sometimes they sneak up and they fill the gaps on you like that just real quick, just real quick order flow coming in. So 130, 130.98, there are a pair of lows from the last two sessions. I'd love to see it up there for a lower risk short. Um, on the downside, you can always, you know, jot down your pre-market low right before the bell, see if you get some follow through. But I'll give you a little bit more of an area here. One seventeen forty-two uh, was a low in one twenty. So you and with these hundred, hundred twenty-dollar stocks on on earnings days and stuff, you got to give yourself a little bit of room. But uh, there's some preliminary numbers. Big old run up. Uh, I know it's just hard to be, you know, right now, I think you're basically uh, catching a, uh, a falling knife. And perhaps it's a dangerous game. Like I said, when I'm looking to buy the dip, I'm waiting till the momentum, you know, you're, you're t trying to time it a little bit, not trying to catch them as they're going down, but trying to catch them when they're starting to turn. 
And a lot of times they don't turn on day one. And I still make that mistake. I mean, I bought that Alterx when it was going down and that was a big mistake and it continued to go down the next day. Which one's um, that? AYX. But, you know, I, it had the huge earnings fall and I'm like, well, eventually this will come back in the favor. I'll just throw it in the long-term portfolio. You know, it's probably going to come back eventually. But it fell <laughs> for another three days. So I ended up buying at like 115 and the stock ended up going down to like 105. Was low, like 106. So, you know, and then it eventually started to turn and showed some life, and it's up a little bit here now. Um, So, you know, so it has shown life, but why try to, you know, be a hero and stop, you know, catch them on the earnings that are disappointing on the first day? A lot of times they don't just bounce right back. And in, in some of these cases, maybe they're going to bounce right back, but, and, you know, you look at the big names like Apple, and they have a history of bouncing back quickly, but you can identify those turns. I mean, if I'm buying Apple, and let's talk Apple here for a second. I'm long Apple. If you need to own Apple, and it's been a ridiculous run, so don't think it can't come down significantly farther. It can. But, you know, you got to use your levels like Joel teaches you. If you're looking at a big level, it's 127, the low from yesterday. If it takes out that 127, this thing could be at like 120. It could. So you've got to really be careful just saying, okay, well, it's down three bucks today. I'm going to buy it. Maybe you're going to be right, but have yourself an out. You know, if you want to buy it at 128, you can buy it at 128, but stop yourself out at yesterday's low because if it cuts through yesterday's low, and you know you can't do two, three cents stop. Don't put your stop like 125. No, you, three, two, you got to give yourself some room. You got to give yourself a buck at least. An apple? Oh, yeah, give yourself yeah, a buck yeah. at least. So yeah. I would say, you know, if you're going to buy it at 128, stop yourself out at 126. If it's there, you can see it clearly cut through yesterday's low, and and you move on with the trade, and you were wrong. I'm not coming in and buying these things on, on the first day. The rotation was very wicked yesterday. You have a lot of people caught long right now, short-term day traders caught long chasing ridiculous moves. So that could take a few days to basically shake those people out. And then you know, obviously the stocks move on and they find stronger hands and usually they continue their ascent. Um, you know, we never know where we're actually going to top either though, because you know, we got to put it in perspective too. These cues have been on one of the most incredible runs we've ever seen. Is it reasonable to think that 302.70 or 303.50, the high from yesterday, is going to be the all-time high for you know the next year? It, it's it's likely, unlikely. It's unlikely. But that being said, we don't know that it's not. So we have to always be conservative and still have stops just in case this turns into something more than a two-day sell-off. So right now we're on day two. A lot of times you see a turn on day two. If you don't get a turn today, that's a problem. That means it could turn into something bigger. So you need to see this stu- these tech stocks start to turn after the open, say, 9.45, 10 o'clock. If they don't start turning, that's a, a concern, a serious concern. So, uh, as, go ahead. Just want to hop in here yeah. real quick. Uh, S&P's beta low at 59 and a quarter. We're down 18 and a quarter handles. That's a half a percent. That's nothing. But uh, just, you know, getting away from like individual stocks and news and earnings, anything triple D, what do we have two weeks from, uh, two weeks from uh, tomorrow? Mm, no idea. Come on. I'm not, I have to fire you when Spencer's gone. Are two, you already looking at option expiration? Quad, which? Oh, the quad, the quad. We still call it triple, which though. Okay. The triple, they don't like those single stock futures. Yeah. Right. So triple weights, a lot of times you see turns in the market, right? March, you had that crazy yeah. expiration. Turned out to be a bottom. June, you had a nice expiration. Strong expiration turned out to be higher. So, hey, I mean, I thought maybe this, uh, you know, we could run into the expiration. Uh, today is a little bit of chink in the armor. But, you know, you have the rollover, you know, coming up next week, you know, Um Different things, different characters, different things going on in the market. Uh, out of earnings season, analysts analysts have been pushing stocks around pretty good as as of late. Yes. Uh, but you know, you get the big boys rolling over the contracts. There's a lot of things uh, going to be taking place in the roller. I'm just give you a, a, a you know a heads up on it. It's uh, first Friday is uh, tomorrow, of course, with the jobs number. The rollover, you know, takes place on the preceding Wednesday. So you got another week for the rollover and then the expiration. So uh, let's just let's just keep that in mind. Let's keep going here, though, on the uh, earnings sure. uh, bonanza here. And let's go with uh, Cloudera. And if you think about it, this stock with this name in this sector should be $430, right? <laughs> the cloud stock, cloud error, it's in the name. It has been an absolute dog for years. 
this stock has not performed. I mean, uh, you, you look and really since even the IPO, you can go back to, or whatever it was, $23.35 the highs. You think about how many tech names, you know, and how many cloud names have just been rolling up to all-time highs. And here's a stock that is 50% off for us still from its all-time high. There's a lot of pain in this. Anybody who's thought this stock was going to come back, going to come back, it always finds a way not to come back. I mean, if you bought it in the last three, four months, yes, you're making money. You're making money in anything you bought in the last three, four months. I don't care what the hell you bought. If you buy, if your stock isn't up in the last four, if you bought something in March or April and it's not up, you're in a real dog because this whole entire market is up since then. So Cloudera has been a beneficiary of an up tape. It's not like this huge, I don't think, turnaround story here though. And I don't think this is the cloud name that's going to take over the, the cloud. So in any regards here, Cloudera, give us the numbers here, Joel. We do a quick touch. And I just want to tell you, they, they did the old try and sell myself trick too. Remember that? They did that, I think, when they got a pop. I, I can't remember when that was, but uh, maybe when it hit, oh, we're going to sell ourselves, and then no one wants to buy it, and then it goes back <laughs> down. <laughs> uh, but uh, they had a beat. Uh, Street was looking for $0.06. Cents. They came in at $0.10, cents, so that's good. Uh, they beat on um, uh, revenues, too. Uh, the Street was looking for $208 million. They came in at $214.3 million. Uh, so I got a little bit excited here that actually when I switch the futures, I lose my uh, my pre-market trading. Uh, but let's go to that. You got a little pop. Uh, wow. Um, really not much of a pop. You got up to 1350. I don't know. Maybe maybe wait for 12 bucks here. I I don't know. The stock just seems to be in a, the real major support is between 11 and 1150. I don't know if it has the gas to get here today, but overall, just, just not a good performer. Now, ugly tape yesterday too. Like I said, it's been benefiting from an up tape here in tech. And obviously that came off yesterday. Does it find support down at 11 eventually? 11 is a huge major, super duper extra support, as Joel <laughs> would say. 11 bucks is where I might think you'd naturally bounce, but you know, obviously it's a long ways away from there. All right, let's uh, let's stick in this uh, this arena with uh, MongoDB, right? And the symbol on that one is MDB. Yeah. Uh, Another Momo name. Yep. It's holding up. Good news, kind of. Yep. And uh, let me give you the report here. Uh, for my, they did get a spike to 270. They lost less money than expected. The street thought they were going to lose 39 cents. They lost 22 cents. So that's good. 17 cent beat. And uh, they beat on revenues by uh, almost 12 million. The street was at 126.77 million and uh, revenues came in at 138 million. I'm looking, this company has increased revenues uh, every time since its uh, IPO here in 2017. Uh, once again, a, a beneficiary of the Zoom, correct? Uh, yeah, I would say like it was benefiting just from everything going up two days ago. Anything, you know, that basically had any type of growth to it has been going up the growth names were just hot so you turned yesterday with the rest of the turn and growth and now you get a, a a reversal here on the earnings but like you said it's already leaked a lot of the earnings gains away which is concerning i will say if this can't get up and make a new all-time high over 258 then i'd be concerned i'm not chasing anything in this tape any growth name up seven bucks though so uh not interested in buying it up here and uh, you did get a spike to 270. Someone got real excited on uh, the buy key. And it was actually not just a spike. They bought it up on pretty decent volume to 270 and then the old rug pull. So you do have some overhead supply here. And that's why uh, Triple D uh, brings in that high from yesterday, your daily high. Uh, comes in at 258.05. That would be the all-time high. And uh, just keeping it relevant here, uh, if you're looking, if you're worried about downside here, uh, the low from yesterday was 38.50. Your close was right there too at 39.53. So that's uh, you know that's 10 bucks away, but it loses that. Uh, and we could be looking at the lower 220 handle. Uh, just looking, uh, what else did we have? We'll, we'll do one more of the PM earnings here. And uh, retail, we have uh, five below here. Uh, that's trading up quite a bit. That's a new all-time high for five below. Uh, let me get the report for you here as we speak. Uh, retail, either you're, you're doing good or you're doing bad. Looks like Five Below is doing good. They had an earnings. Uh, well, I'm not seeing an S 
Yes, uh, I'm not seeing an estimate. They made 53 cents. Uh, they beat on revenues. Estimate was 405.83 million. They came in at 426 million. Uh, nice pop on this one. Triple D, you're not chasing this one either, I assume. Uh, yeah, but one thing you got to consider, this is not growth tech. So this is, you know, five dollar stores, a dollar stores, they're running their own animal. This is a little bit more of a value play. I'd, I'd classify it into that anyways. It hasn't run. So this isn't one that's like got a whole bunch of fluff to give back. This has been consolidating for a long time. It's a gap up. So it's a completely different story. I don't chase anything trading it up eight bucks, but this is one I'd be more inclined to buy a pullback. You know, you got a weak, weak market here. If this starts to pull back and say, get back to like the 120 area here today, maybe it's a turnaround after that. So um, I'd be more inclined to chase something like this as opposed to some of these names that got killed yesterday and are just having a snapback rally on an okay report. So this is good numbers. Stock's looking okay in the pre-market. We'll uh, take a look at the technicals real quick. On it. Okay, real quick look at the technicals in this in one second. And uh, initial jobless claims come in at 881,000 uh, versus estimates of 950,000. That news is just breaking as we speak. So yeah. not bad. S&P's getting a little bit of a lift here. Uh, but you know, nothing, nothing to take even near mid range or even uh, near the close, but, uh, they're liking what they see in the jobless claims. Uh, let's move over to five below. This is a thinner stock making a new all time high. Let me go to the pre-market trading to see if we can get any relevant levels. <sighs> Just hanging out here at 125 and a quarter bulls and bears are squaring off here. That's considerably above the all time high. Thought. For me, it holds 125 and a quarter. I wouldn't want to be long it. Looking for the uh, top of yesterday's range. And if you're looking for a nice juicy target on the upside, especially if you went crazy about the 130 calls, uh, the pre-market high stands at 131.50. That's not a new all-time high, though, folks. Uh, new all-time high for five below, as you can see looking here, is, uh, is over 140. So Let's that, go to the SPAC of the day. SPAC of the day. Earnings. Okay. This so SPAC of the day is KCAC, and this is uh, going to become oh, what's the name of this company? I had it in front you of me. You had it. You told it, me. Yeah, I had it open, and I didn't write it down. It's a Volkswagen back DV play. So I'm trying to just find. So we'll go KCAC and Volkswagen. Former Kensington. Kensington, yeah, is the. Oh. We are uh, we are turning uh, we're going to turn into a spec and we're just going to concentrate on electric vehicles. Quantum Scape, Quantum Scape, okay. the Volkswagen backed electric vehicle company is merging with SPAC KCAC. So if you see this stock, it is trading up forty seven percent here this morning. This SPAC obviously had been doing nothing before that, so nobody really had much of an inkling on this one, and boom. Uh, again, the SPAC plays money rewarded instantly because of merchant. I mean, there's so many of these out there. So it's like kind of finding the diamond in the rough. If you're trying to buy these things ahead of time, speculating that, oh, eventually this one might do something. I mean, you could have a whole portfolio of a pile of these and they might do nothing for you for a we long time. We talked about that. Yep. Yeah. So it's tough, but it's up 1482 here. It's getting a good left. Um, I'm not chasing anything up 50% here because it's an EV play. EV plays went out of favor like yesterday too. Consider that. So you're getting the pop, the natural pop that Robin Hood's like, ah, it's back. Bye, bye, bye. Here's a good one. So I'd be very cautious buying something like this up here. I wouldn't be surprised they pull the rug out from under it because not, not saying it's going back to 10 or anything, but you know, this could be back down 12. 13 because they get the hype it hasn't even opened for you know regular trading since you know it's been been announced if you look at tesla obviously we turned significantly neo's been down here workhorse got a buy rating from oppenheimer and it's still even trading in the red here today on that so they turned a little bit towards these ev plays yesterday so i'd be cautious by kcac up here i think the stock could go, or i think the spac here could actually give some of this back not all uh of it but some of it all right, uh, S&P's uh, getting off the mat here and uh, trying to rally that pre-market low of 59 and a quarter. Uh, let's see if we can make our, our way up to uh, mid-range on the session. Uh, your all-time closing high, of course, that came yesterday. We'll see if with all my papers here, if I can find it. And I can, but it's, I believe, 35. We can do the math up there, 35.80. All right, folks, uh, 8.35 here. And uh, let me uh, let me bring in our guest here, and 
hopefully I can bring them in uh, correctly. And we are now promoting uh, Eric Kroll to a panelist. Um, Eric is a manager and founder at Kroll Asset Management. He is the co-author of The Life Cycle Trade uh, 2018. Uh, and I am going to turn, I am going to unmute him. And we should be able to hear him. I don't know. Uh, Eric, do you, there you are. Hi, hey, Eric. Good morning. How, How did I do? Today? How did I do? You did great. You've been a producer forever. I'm, I'm, no, I'm no Spencer Israel. Welcome to the show. What a great day to have oh. you on here. Well, it's always a great day because this guy, this guy is the IPO expert. And, um, and he also th is going to throw in uh, some SPAC stuff with us, right? On uh, your preparation here, so let's just uh, let's just go right to this one. I mean, you, this guy is not only the king of um, of uh, IPOs; he's also the king of preparation here. And uh, this guy, look what you got for us. We're talking IPOs, we're talking SPACs, and you got the best performing ones of 2019, 2020. Eric, take it away. Well, uh, thanks for the great introduction. Uh, you were overselling me a little bit, but that's all right. Um, but the SPACs have been the story, and you guys were just talking about them. And uh, I've I listed all the greatest uh, gains in the IPOs and SPACs since uh, January 1st of, of last year. And notice how the yellow ones dominate the list. Now, I got a little bit overexcited with the highlighting. Number 21 and 24 are where IPOs, not SPACs. But if you look at it, eight of the top 18 gaining stocks have been SPACs uh, on this list. Now, I normally just show stocks that trade $20 million or more a day of trading and liquidity. Uh, I did include a few of the SPACs that were close to it, like number seven uh, is only 14 million uh, trading a day. And uh, L Pro number 14 is only 17 million, but I wanted to show them just to show how they've been dominating. Uh, it seems like the street loves uh, companies that go public through a SPAC lately. I think it's a bit of a fad. Um, you guys were just talking about electric vehicle SPACs and the one more you showed with Volkswagen. Uh, you know, yeah, Tortoise Acquisition Shell is number three. It's gone up 572%. Uh, Nikola is number five. Um, you, you just look at these things and you say, um, yeah, this seems to be the one that's exciting right now, electric vehicles. But remember when Elon Musk said, it was about a year ago, they're going through two months of manufacturing hell. It's, it's rare when an electric or a, a vehicle maker uh, becomes public and survives. I mean, how many car companies have survived in the last 50 years other than Tesla? I mean, we all can talk about DeLorean and all the other failed <laughs> ones, um, but it'll be interesting. I mean, people are excited about uh, SPACs for electric vehicles. I don't know how many are going to survive. Uh, I'm not touching them at all. Uh, but if, you, if I recommend any people out there who are watching or listening, that uh, you got to use fast sell rules on these. I mean, when an IPO comes out or a SPAC, in the initial phase, you got to use fast uh, buy rules and fast sell rules. You can't be saying, oh, I'm just going to buy and hold on for the long term because they quickly go up and they can quickly come back. Most of them eventually come back uh, within the first uh, 13 to 50 weeks. So, um, you know, if you're playing these, you got to do fast rules. Before I mean, we, we move on, oh, I'll go ahead, I, Triple I, D. Yeah, I was going to say before we um, yeah, before we move on, I just want to talk about you know you see all these huge performers and you think, wow, I just got to buy SPACs, so they're all doing well. But you talked about some that aren't doing that well. Um, do you have any examples of ones that obviously have you know not performed well, or because I look at this and think, oh, why not just buy all these SPACs? They all seem to go up. Um, but maybe we're just selective perception on our part because there's some that don't go up. Um, I don't have any included here that haven't gone up very much, but some of them have gone up and come back pretty fast. Okay. Um, I mean, so you look at some of these and you say to yourself like DraftKings, um, that was yeah. up a lot more. It was like um, a 90, I believe. Right. And uh, no, 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 I'm sorry. No, 44. It's not as Nikolai was thinking it was 90. Yeah. yeah Nikola and DraftKings both have had spectacular runs and already um, you could have investors out there who bought these, and are way down. I mean, they're showing right now in this list that they're up 400%. Uh, but really, you could have somebody who's already underwater by you know 25 to 50% because uh, they, they've already had some big corrections. 
Uh, before we move on to the next slide, so the reason your volume criteria is because you want to see if the big boys are going to get interested, right? You want to exactly. see if there's going to any, uh, okay. And that's important too. I mean, trading stocks and volume. Someone asked uh, earlier about uh, volume and pre-market trading. You know, you just got to look at compared to the, the volume um, in a regular session. All right, let's move on to uh, the next slide here. Hopefully I can move on to the next slide. IPOs uh, since January of 2019 are acting a little bit better than normal. Uh, this data from Lifecycle Trade. Uh, take it away, Eric. Yes, normally you would expect that there aren't too many stocks that IPO that go up 100% or more um, in a short time. And you can see from the, the chart there, uh, the, far, the column on the far right shows that really only 1.3% of them in across history go up 100% or more in just four weeks. Um, since uh, the beginning of 2018, um, we've seen a little bit better than that, 2.5%. Again, it's, you know, someone might say, oh, that's almost double, but it's still only 2.5%. That's a, you know, aren't that many stocks out there that do that. 9% um, have doubled in 13 weeks since 2018, which is still a little bit better than normal. Um, and a little bit more than normal at 52 weeks or one year. It's still not a lot. It's not like, gee, I should buy every IPO, I should buy every SPAC because they all go up 100%. No, they don't. It's still a small number. Um, the last row there, it shows two years. Um, it looks to you know the viewer that maybe only 27% have gone up 100% in uh, less than two years compared to 30%. But remember, most of the stocks on this list haven't even been in existence two years yet. So they're running ahead of schedule. By the end of two years for all these stocks, it might be more than 30%, I would expect it would be. But uh, it's not like the numbers are so great at 100% that, gee, I should just buy them all. No, no, there's still, most of them don't do it. And um, I think one thing too, to take into account over the last uh, last few years has been the amount of buybacks, right? And so yes. stock is coming off the market. There's been some acquisitions and everything, but you're getting you know less supply. And now you're coming into a period with more demand uh, with retail traders and you know looking for gains, what's, what's better. So going back, talking about volume and liquidity here, uh, liquidity still matters. Yeah, it does. I mean, um, if you look at um, the IPOs and SPACs since uh, January 1st of last year, about half are showing a gain since their day one close, which is, we always use the day one close as a measure because most people aren't getting in pre-IPO prices. And for SPACs, I'm using the close of the day the deal was announced. I'm not using how it was trading before any kind of deal was announced. I'm using the close of the day once they announced an acquisition. Uh, so to me, that's the, a good measure. And you look at it and about half are trading above, you know, with a gain, that's not a lot. Um, and only, and 30% of the IPOs are trading more than 20 million a day. That means only 30% are liquid. That's very much in line with what our research has shown way back to the eighties, where it's about 28%. So we're not 30%, it's about the same number. 70% are not liquid enough for big institutions to care about. And, but if you look at the ones that do trade uh, more than 20 million a day, 70% of those have gains. So that's, you know, more than the 50% or 49% of all IPOs. It's about 1.4 times they're more likely to show gains if they're liquid. All right. And Lifecycle Trade found 28% of the IPOs from uh, 1982. Uh, through 2017 met that threshold. Uh, we're on the line with Eric Kroll, manager and founder at Kroll Asset Management, co-author of The Life Cycle Trade. So let's get back to basics. Eric, uh, what do you recommend uh, with IPOs, especially in this hot, hot IPO back market? Well, it, my view is always this, never trade day one. Look for some sort of consolidation and then after they get a consolidation, it may be as short as three weeks, uh, maybe in some cases only as short as seven to 10 days. If they form some sort of consolidation and break out with heavy volume, then you can buy. Now you're being aggressive, it's a fast rule, and you have to use fast rules to sell because they can come back pretty quickly. Um, so never buy day one. Um, most undercut their day one price. You might have the fear of missing out, but don't worry. Like I showed here, 90% eventually, um, undercut their, well, 
90% of the recent ones have undercut their day one low. And a lot of those did that during the Corona pan uh, the panic. Yeah, like we the had different circumstances. Um, but we're going to show one next where it has. Here we go. Yet. This is what everyone has been waiting for. Uh, Here we go. Yeah, from uh, the home of the Motor City, a recent IPO uh, earnings today. What are you looking at, uh, Eric? Well, I think Rocket shares the same office building as you guys. Is that, that right? That is correct. Yep. Yep. So, campus, so you... beautiful campus, Marshes Park. Haven't been there in a while, but uh, beautiful building in downtown Detroit. Well, I like this company because they are trying to, um, they've, they've changed the mortgage process and we've all had mortgages in the past. The, the stacks of paper, the numbers of times you have to sign something, it's just ridiculous. And what used to be what, 60 days from the time you made an offer to the time you closed, these guys are streamlining the process. Thank God they're making it digital. Um, I'm all in favor of the process going much faster and much more without the paper going back and forth. So I'm a fan of theirs. And look at their stock, how it's done. They debuted. They had a nice uh, pop on day one. They went up one more day. Then they had a nice correction. And look at the lower volume at the bottom there. And then after the low volume correction, they started to come up. They broke through the top. You want to see the higher volume gain and the breakthrough. You could have bought it there. And it's gone up since. Now, I saw today pre-market is coming back a little bit it's putting it back in the range of uh, where this little sideways correction was or sideways consolidation Correct. of a week ago. So I think it's holding support pretty well, but notice how the pattern on the left looks very similar to one on the right. What, what's the okay. one on the right? Yeah, man, that's a 65, $64,000 yeah, question. This. Come on. I'm waiting for this. I thought you guys might recognize Google or Alphabet. Oh, is uh, that Google? That's Google. Holy. Now, when, that's pre-split, and those are prices, uh, you know, split adjusted. Yeah. But Google went up for three days, corrected for about three weeks, then came up the right side and then broke through. And look, the two things to notice is the, the slight correction, but never went underneath the IPO day one low. And we call those, uh, so rockets acting like a stair stepper where you never undercut the day one low and you just keep going. We'll see what happens with rocket. It may undercut, you know, 90% of them undercut within two years, but maybe they won't. Maybe it'll be like Google. Now, Google, of course, has had fabulous earnings and sales growth. I have no idea if Rocket will post those kind of sales and earnings growth. But at least in the beginning, that's it's looking like Google. And can you go back and get like the prior, like, or, I mean, I, obviously the people that did the IPO and the underwriting and stuff like that. I mean, it's just, it's kind of hard because this is the first report, right? This is the first right. thing you see. And uh, it's at a time when the housing market is just absolutely on fire. Interest rates are at a low time. So, uh, but uh, nice, nice looking chart there. And that's great analysis there making the, I'm sure a lot of people would uh, not only in the motor city, but worldwide would like to see the, uh, the same kind of performance. Uh, Eric, just any, you know, any other, I mean, I know you're uh, a market guy, you follow the broad market. We've had just an, unbelievable run here coming into a jobs number on friday september expiration we got a little election in november here um do you have any uh just any broad market comments that you'd like to share with our listening audience sure I, i'm like dennis uh, we all could see this kind of uh we could feel that there's a correction of some sort coming it was just been an unbelievable uptrend with almost uh no break in the action I, I watched the 13 day, I'm sorry, the 21 day um, EMA, exponential moving average, because the leading stocks on the market have keep bouncing at that point. Um, so those have been places to buy in the last three, four months. And it's worked almost perfectly every time. Watch when it doesn't work anymore. Um, this is the time of year where we typically go into some sort of correction. Uh, September is usually a bad month for the market. And we normally have what I call a back to school sale on stocks. We haven't had one this year. Because no one's get going back to school. No. Right. Well, you know, people got to take money out of somewhere to uh, pay for tuitions and it's billions and billions of dollars. Um, but we didn't get one yet so far, but here it is right before Labor Day. We're getting a little bit of a correction today and yesterday. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yesterday, the indexes were up, but the leaders clearly took a hit. And it looks like this morning, leaders are opening down again. Um, let's see if they get support to the, uh, the 21 EMA. 
If they don't, then I buckle up for a little bit more of a correction. We'll see what happens. Saul wants to know why the 21, why do you use the 21 EMA? Um, that's typically a number I've been watching in the past, but it's, it's working now. That's why I'm watching it. If you look at <laughs> all the go. leaders, if you look at the indexes and you look at the leaders, look at Tesla. I think it bounced off the 21 EMA yesterday. Um, and if you look over at you know, leaders like Tesla and uh, Avalara and Generac and Amazon and Chegg and Spotify, NVIDIA, Pinterest, Twilio, they've all been bouncing there and get, getting support coming back. If they stop getting support there, that tells you when for a little bit more of a correction. Uh, and then uh, time frame on that from um, that you're using is it the daily charts. The daily charts, twenty-one EMA daily chart. Okay, all right. That's been a great uh, session here with uh, Eric Kroll, manager and founder of Kroll Asset Management, co-author of the Lifecycle Trade. And you know, I plan on bringing you on periodically, and I make the dates, and we switch things around, and. Man, I, I really have to give myself some credit here. I get you, I get you on the day. I'm gonna pat myself on the back until uh, you know the over under on mistakes I make when um when uh when uh Spencer's gone. You've been smooth so far today. Know, no man, gremlins. Just, should I just you're, end you're the show now? Yourself, you you're, sure? you're I, should, I, I should just end the show now. But uh, <laughs> okay, uh, Eric, we're gonna remove you here. Uh, thank you, thank you very much, and we'll be talking to you again soon. Thanks, Eric. Uh, it was great to see you again, guys. Talk great to you soon. Interview. Yeah, always Bye. enjoy it. Thanks, Eric. Uh, great interview uh, with great preparation here. Yeah, he's so uh, prepared. Yeah, boy, oh boy. Uh, so uh, Triple D, I mean, we got some other things to cover here. I've been rambling here for about uh, 51 minutes. We have some other things jotted down. Uh, I'll let you take the lead here. I know you got your head on a swivel. Uh, we got some vaccine news. Yeah, we should go to the vaccine news. Novavax getting a nice pop here overnight. I don't know if you have it open in the pro there to read us the headline, Joel, but do we even care? We just know that there was some positive trial data on the COVID vaccine, obviously. It got the big lift. The, the, you know, think about you know the way the stock has been and think about the hate that I got when I said I didn't like the stock. Oh, don't say that, yeah. A 150, I came out multiple times and said, I do not like this stock. I think they're becoming numb to the, to, the, to the vaccine news. They're not getting the kind of pops they were. I mean, if you go back two months ago, on a headline like this, the stock was popping 20, 30%. Now it's popping 6%. And, and you know, it's, it is holding the gains. That's one good thing. Um, but it's when they start becoming numb to these, you know, the, the, all these, you know, positive trial uh, and data points, and there's so many companies working on it. It's like, okay, well, how much fluff is built into this stock? And this stock back in April was 12 bucks. It ran, you know, obviously up to 189. Is it going to get more pops? You know, if, if they get a successful vaccine, there will be pops. There will be pops. But I am going to say it again. I haven't liked it since 150 since it had the ugly red candle and that was telling me it was the turn it gave you the nice snapback rally so it was it was when i didn't like it it was after that first candle on august 11th the next day the stock fell to 112 it snapped back all the way up to 155 and they were yelling at me on twitter and saying see told you to buy nvax you didn't like it at 112 i was like no actually i didn't like it at 150 and it went down to 112 after I didn't say it, but you know, people want to you know point out that I was saying it at the bottom, which was not the case. Regardless, I still don't like it at 150. I'm going to tell you today, I don't like it at 109 either. I think the rallies are to be sold in this thing. I believe that Novavax will be eventually be under a $50 stock. So I'm going to take a lot of hate for that. There's a lot of Novavax fans out there. I'm going to stay on the bear train here though, and tell you if I own this stock, I'd be selling today's rally. And uh, I got a lot. I enroll, tried to enroll in a Moderna study, and they, they told me that I don't know. I might be getting the boot for it. They they said they have enough people, and if they you want, tried to enroll in the study for real, yeah, yep. And so did you were gonna like pump that you know on that the vaccine that you know is still in trial stages into your into your body. You gotta do something, man. You gotta help. Look you at you, Joel, humanitarian dun, right here. Dun, dun, dun. Joel's no. my hero. I don't have the guts to do it. So right. I'm not going to put some, <laughs> I want you to be the guinea pig here, Joel. We'll see if you survive. Uh, well, they, and they, haven't, they haven't accepted me yet. So I'm not in it yet. So uh, the only Moderna thing about this to, stock, I want to talk about Novavax because look yeah. at your monthly chart, Dennis. Yeah. They pulled the same, uh, you know, I don't want to say pull the same trick. Similar hype back in July. 
of uh, 2015. The stock went to 300 bucks. And then I think it got down to pennies. I don't know if you could have bid a penny for it uh, during the financial crisis. So this stock has history of doing this, of, you know, disappointing. So who knows? Hopefully we're wrong. Hopefully they'll come up with, you know, uh, a great vaccine or someone will soon. Uh, but that's just uh, just something to note there. And, and, and they know a vaccine gets approval, it's going to get popped. So there's going to be more positive data. They probably will get an approved vaccine. But where is the stock going to be at that time? Is the stock going to be down at 60 and pop to 80? Is the stock going to be down even lower? We're a long ways away. But people, you know, are telling me, oh, they got more drugs. They got more pipeline. Well, the stock was at three bucks. They weren't giving any value to any of that back in March. And I don't follow the story closely enough to know, you know, where, but, you know, you look at this back, I guess it was early January, the stock was $3 and, you know, end of the year 2019. So I just think that there's a hundred points of fluff in here from the COVID vaccine. Is the COVID vaccine worth, you know, that much to this company? Uh, it, It might be worth something. But there's going to be a lot. It's not like Novavax is going to be the only one. There's going exactly. to be a lot of vaccines, a lot of competing vaccines. And we have seen how the other vaccine companies are going now. I don't want to own any of them because they've all started to like not Not, not, not Abbott, well. though. Are you going to dog Abbott? Abbott's, Abbott's not a vaccine. Abbott's a test. Oh, it's a testing. I stand yeah, for Abbott, And Abbott has done you know, a lot of things. I, I did dog things. Abbott. Um, Abbott's really been on a run. But Abbott, again, is obviously testing. Big company. Yeah, and Abbott's got a lot of other things going on too. Abbott isn't just tech COVID tests. This is another True. you know pipeline for them. But it didn't pop. We're not talking about stocks went from three to a hundred. Um, we're talking about a stock that's went from eighty to a hundred or eighty to a hundred and eight. So it's not you know it is up on COVID. And you know yes, if we solve COVID, maybe eventually you know Abbott gives some of this back. But it, it's not like you know these huge amounts of fluff in here, which is what I keep talking about. You know the yes. air, the air below. There's so much air in Novavax. There's so much air built into the hope of this is going to be the company that saves us from COVID. And I think there's so many companies like that. Why is Novavax going to be the only one? And is it really worth that much to the company? So I think when the dust settles and we look at Novavax a couple of years from now, I think it's going to be under $50. And I think it's going to be maybe even a lot lower than $50. So I don't want to own Novavax. That's yep, my opinion. Me. I've been right since 150. I'm up 41 points in the paper trade here. I didn't put okay. it on. But we're, we'll keep marking it. I, I'm still bearish Novavax. Sorry. No, that's all right. And uh, Moderna, which hit $95 when I think Goldman said it was going to 115 I think it was that exact day. You can look on your pro. That's just hanging out at the low of the moon. Yeah. It just hanging out too. I mean, it's support, it's support, it's support um, until it's broken. The actual news on Novavax trading higher if the company announced the publication of phase one data from his phase one, two trial of COVID-19 vaccine candidates. So that's what uh, that's what's moving. Uh, let's move on to Kansas State University or Kennesaw State University. Uh, rumored leverage buyout. You had the, that news before. What I thought was interesting about this one. George Charles gotta... look, look at his Kansas City Southern. It's his joke on the on the Kansas State University. I had to think about it too there if you're not following along. So gotta get KSU. that support. KSU get, the stock. KSU. I gotta get those sports back in there. Uh it hit that all time high on the you know, that had the surge and then it hung out and it went up to one ninety five and change. Uh yesterday it did even better than that. I believe it got up over one ninety eight. Just hanging out here. I mean you know, it rumored at 160, it goes to 190. You know, is the deal going to be at 205, 210? Is the deal going to be we at 190? Know. Or is there even going to be a deal? No. I think what we've seen over the past, and I'm going back to maybe the uh, Monsanto uh, deal, right? You know, man, I think Monsanto hit like some of its highest price on that initial announcement. So who knows what's going to happen? You're back up here again. Rumors are rumors until they're substantiated. It's a headline stock right now. It's going to trade off headlines. Let's do five minutes. We'll go over time, do five minutes of tickers five, because oh. we haven't done a lot of tickers from the chat here. Obviously, we've had a guess. We've had you know other stocks that you know, everybody wants to talk about. Let's go to Overstock. We got Ken Hall asking about Overstock, OSTK. The stock has been straight down for quite a while here now. I mean, obviously, this was a stock. that This was the, the stock two dollars back in march to 128 dollars i think it's safe to say now you know the high is in is the (laughs) all-time high forever in you can never say that maybe the story gets hot again but the story has significantly cooled off 
every time you think wow. it's going to bounce, it bounces a little bit and then it finds more sellers. So again, you do not want to see this undercut the low of the move so far, which is 78.56. It hasn't stopped going down yet. I don't think you need to be a hero because I don't think this is going to bounce right back overnight. Could this pop to 85? Yeah, but I think it back and fit back, you know, what you say back and fill where you know the stock was up to 85 and comes back to 83 84 82 and it gives you a second chance so i don't want to be in this until at least we get some type of a nice green candle and we haven't had a nice green candle since the stock topped out way back on august the 19th yeah and you know what's interesting on this one i can remember that initial gap and go the thing that I mean, it's had some other ones in here uh and this was back on i don't know if it was a, a pre-announcement or whatever he had a close at 6074 uh with a high 6194 in that session uh the next day's low 6416 so you have it void in price are we going down to 62 dollars to fill that gap i i don't know I don't know, but I mean, at this point, uh, it's still pretty, we're still getting pretty good volume here um, on the cells. The initial day that it, it plunged, uh, it w had really doubled the average volume. The volume is still pretty good. So people are still getting out of the pool. Uh, you know, wait for a double bottom or maybe wait for the volume to, you know, come down a little bit. You could get a couple days of consolidation. Because uh, I don't think any, I don't think anyone's going to be coming. Any analysts are going to be coming out to rescue this one. So seventy-eight pre-market low. What's the next one? I go MAXR. Stock journey tips is chanting MAXR in the chat. Uh, okay. I, I, I traded this, I believe, a couple days ago. I think there was an insider buy. Um, you know, it's funny. I do so many things, I forget about what I'm even trading. But yes, we did have a small insider buy on this a couple days ago. Very small, 3,000 shares. But sometimes these things show some life off of it. This was Tuesday night. And obviously, in yesterday's session, it did show life off of this because the stock popped significantly mm. there. So um, I can't even remember where I traded this, but I must have bought it the night before and sold it into the pop, which I probably did. I don't have it now, so it was an overnight trade. Uh, but you know, you got to watch those insider buys. Sometimes there's some opportunities there, and that's a reason. Now it is pulling back here this morning. Um, obviously, the overall market tech wreck not helping it. It's the kind of stock that I don't, I don't mind to pull back on this. I don't follow the company fundamentally, so I can't comment on that. Uh, but you know, I had a nice green candle yesterday. I'd say if you could get it near, near, you know, somewhere in the realm of the 24 handle, 20 somewhere in the low 25s, even maybe. Maybe you take a shot on this one, but yeah. it looks a lot better than a lot of other charts out there. I, I'm bummed. I, I had this, uh, the retracement thing. I had the drawing tools going. I'm having a little bit of a personal retracement here because I, I can't, uh, I haven't been doing good drawing up the retracements, but we're rolling is, over here, Joel too. Yeah. Again, on the S and P's. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, Tesla's rolling over too. just anyways, 22 to 28. Uh, that's, um, that's a six-point range, 25, trading down. You had a little bit of a bounce. Figure your exact 50% retracement, 26. Looks like resistance here. So on the, when you get these kind of moves up and then you get a you know, power move down, you want to make sure that it gets back, holds that 50% for a couple days, and then powers up to 28. But uh, I don't know. Based on it being down 90 cents here, it looks like a little dead cat bounce. Uh, I'm not seeing any news, Dennis. Did you just get any selling balances here that might uh, be swaying the, things? Max, no, not really. I think they're just, you know, they're digesting here. They're seeing the wreck and tech, and they're coming in here a little bit too. I mean, Tesla's on the screen. It's spooking everybody when it's on the CNBC screen, and they're talking about the stock, you know, the stake cut right now, and stock is hit pretty hard here this morning. Um, to keep going, tickers. Uh, let's just grab you. Grab one, right. Joel. I've been grabbing uh, Let's see. Um, okay, let's... you're too slow. Marvel, MRVL, David. <laughs> you're running the show tomorrow. <laughs> Look at me pick on Joel. Yes. All I have to do is read the chat and just talk. Joel's running the charts, running the background, doing all the other things. Sweat. I, give him I never no sweat breaks. when I do the show. I give him no breaks. <laughs> So anyway, Marvel, MRVL, it's been an unbelievable, I'll even do the stock for you. This has been an unbelievable stock, unbelievable performer. I wanted to own this stock. I did own it once, mad at myself that I sold it. And obviously the stock continues to perform. I think I talked about it a week ago saying when somebody asked around $35 and I said, I like the stock, it's 41 now. So I wish I would have bought it. Um, obviously 5G play here as well with MRVL. So it's been a good one. I like pullbacks on Marvel.
39 bucks. That's what you all got to think about in this one. Parallels, 38.87, 39.11 from the last two sessions. You're still a buck 50 off that. Also, always a good number for me. I'm not so much, well, the closing price and the all time closing high right there, 41.19, 41.34. All right. One more, triple D, and then we'll got to call it a day. Let's Which go grab uh, BJ. Eric's been asking about BJ a lot here. So let's go ask okay. BJ's wholesale. Oh, it's rolling over. Sorry. So, sorry, Eric. I, I'm not a fan here. This has obviously had a nice trend here. It's testing trend, but starting to look a little bit heavy to me. So tired, huh? uh, it's had such a run too from the bottom, like $18 up to 43. I think it's got some more cool enough to do. Everyone's shopping at Walmart, so I don't know. Oh, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Costco, this, too. We didn't even get to Costco. Good numbers. Good August yeah. sales. Uh, let's see here. It looks like um, you got a pair of lows just around 42, so I think I'd be under 42, a little protective stop. I think this this popped off earnings, I think, or was it all over the place? I can't remember. Uh, just as You could tell the big boys were working out in here at uh, 47, 47 and a half. So where are they going to, you know, it's a New York stock. These big boys will probably be bringing their offers down. Uh, take a keep a look at your book and see where they're actually coming down to. Uh, we did get a, a little breakdown to 57 and a quarter, back up at 62 and a quarter. I don't know, maybe some little bit of selling bounces, a little nine o'clock sell signal there or something. But uh, anyways, we're down right. 17 and a half handles. Dennis, you got anything? That you I'm just going to say, Spencer Israel does every day. Mitch is telling us we need to see what's going on with the likes. We only have 239. We got to get that over 300. We can't have a show without 300 likes. So help us out here, folks. Let's get some likes on there. I'm going to like my show as well. I just liked it too. I made the like 240. Yourself. I like myself. So it's 242. So let's get those likes up a little bit. Thank you very much for listening. I'll let you close it up because I'm not the closer here, Joel. Okay. And actually that whole time I didn't have my charts up. I wish someone would have told me that. Okay. <laughs> Mitch is, Mitch is, we got to read the Slack. Yeah, we're Mitch. Yeah, He's in the Mitch. Slack. Read the Slack. The chart wasn't Oh, up. yeah. Like I had a chance to have my Slack open on You got to have the Slack open Jeez, too. You got to learn to multitask. What we need from you, we need you to run the show flawlessly, read the chat, do all the charts, do your technical analysis, and not complain. And throw a few, and try and do a few trades like in the, the interim. Well. And try and do a few trades in the interim. That, yeah, that's easy. Well, obviously. And read Slack. Obviously, all the information, material, and or content contained in this program is for informational purposes only. Investing in stocks, options, and futures is risky and not suitable for all investors. Please consult your own independent financial advisor before making any investment decisions. Folks, we're going to end it here a little bit late, 9.07. Uh, Triple D, thank you. We'll be ba- I'll be back at 3.40. Uh, still trying to find a guest host with me at 340 or else I just may be going solo again. Folks, have a great day. We'll talk to you this afternoon.